Welcome back to the Snack Walls Podcast. I'm Mike Roberts, your host, and we're here to talk about increasing and maintaining diversity in tech beyond the perks. While companies think they can lure people in with unlimited PTO and dogs in the office, we're here to talk about how you keep them. All right, I'm going to throw it over to our special guest today. In a few words, can you tell us who you are and what it is that you do? Hi, I'm Johanna Lyman. I'm the principal consultant with Kadabra, based in San Jose, California. And I'm the practice leader for culture and inclusion there. Nice. So you're an expert, and you should be able to easily answer all these questions. I like that. Um, (laughs) I'm hearing from some tech leaders that finding diverse talent is a challenge. What are your thoughts? Uh, They're not looking hard enough. Right. <laughs> there is, there are plenty of pipelines with diverse talent now more than ever. And if, if they're not finding it, it's, it's literally because they're not looking. What are some of the resources that you turn to? So I have a really extensive network on LinkedIn. I've got, and I, I would actually say I'm not an expert on culture and inclusion. I'm a perpetual student. Um, and I, I rely a lot on folks that I do consider experts. And there are, particularly here in the Bay Area, there are plenty of um, mentoring programs and HR outsourcing organizations that have Loads and loads of folks, people of color, LGBTQ+, women. Um, and what I can do is get you a whole list of uh, at least a few of those for the show notes. Nice. I would like that. So it sounds like it's a false narrative. And so the next question I have, and this is, again, maybe another barrier, is what do you think about the push to remove the required DS degrees for many of the software engineering roles? Yeah, so uh, I'm not a tech leader, so I I don't always know what every single one of those terms mean. And what I'll say, generally speaking, is that practice trumps education. Like if you, we're we're kinesthetic creatures, right? So once we once we do something, we know how to do it. And you can have all the book smarts you want. You can go to all the courses that you want, but if you don't have a just that, I don't know what to call it, but just like a sense of, a felt sense of, I've got this, I know how to do this, then all the degrees don't matter. Sure. So that, what you're saying, and if I can summarize, is that lived experience is much more valuable than a piece of paper. And so yeah, I think that, uh, again, could be got a, another good way to break down that barrier of getting people into these roles. What about, um, what about the apprenticeship pattern? What are your thoughts on that for technical roles? You know, again, that falls into the, like, we've got to do it to learn it. So I think apprentices in every organization across all all of the places that people work in whatever capacity, I love apprentices, love having them, I love mentoring, um, and also uh, along the apprenticeship path is like, what are you doing when you're young, when you're in high school? Maybe you're not following that standard high school, college track, but what are the things that you did that translate into work experience? And I like that you're giving 
credit to exploring STEM careers and some of those transferable skills that people might have as they both identify the jobs that they might be good at and sort of pick up some of those underlying traits that might make them successful as they keep you know, gaining more and more experience, more education, et cetera. So super valuable. Yeah. Um, what advice would you share with companies that are looking to retain diverse staff? So let's say they do a great job of attracting them. How do you keep diverse employees? You have to think of diversity and inclusion as the natural outcome of building a great culture, not an initiative. So it can't stop with the onboarding. It has to be a continual work in progress. Nice. I like that. That's a great way of like thinking about it as not sort of like a campaign, but sustained sort of like constantly living document, right? You're constantly updating it. Like that, right. um, nice. Who is someone like yourself that you would like to acknowledge as a as a leader, and you think would be a great guest on a podcast like this? Oh, I would say Lily Zhang is one of my favorites. Um, Dr. Jana is another one. Um, they've just written a book uh, on what we typically call microaggressions, but they call them subtle acts of aggression. Um, so those are a couple. And Kim Crowder is another great expert in the field of diversity. All right. We'll have to put all three of those folks on the radar and see if we can get them on the program. I don't know if I'll be successful, but we'll see. Well, I'll make some intros. <laughs> nice. I like that. Um, where can we find out more information about your company? We are, our company's name is Kadabra. Website is wearekadabra.com. That's Kadabra with a K. And I'm really active on LinkedIn. So linkedin.com slash in slash Johanna Lyman. Please connect with me if you like what you heard. Um, I love chatting with folks who've seen me on podcasts. Absolutely. And this is how we connected. So I love LinkedIn and the fact that we can really create that network of folks that can collaborate and figure out like what superpowers we can combine and activate to help other people. So, yeah. Um, so most important question I have for you, what have you been snacking on lately? What's your favorite snack? Uh, <laughs> Lily's. I just, I just had to put it away cause I almost ate the entire bar. Um, Lily's dark chocolate sea salt. It's a sugar-free chocolate cause sugar and I don't get along well. Um, but you would never know it's delicious. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I'm not supposed to be eating any kind of sugar. So, all right. So Lily's can, will be your best friend. <laughs> so I got an urge for the dark chocolate's really good. And in San Diego, we have a seas, seas chocolate, so they make a lot of sugar-free stuff. Oh, so yep. I think that's phenomenal. So yeah, we have seas up in the Bay Area too. I didn't realize they did sugar-free though. They do, they do. Excellent. So, that said, we got a little bit of time left. So I'm going to suggest that we could either we could end early. You could share something about maybe something else you're working on. You could ask me a question. What would you like to do? Um Let's see. I can share something that I'm working on. Um, and I could also go back to what we talked about, the like the lived skills and thinking uh, like a way to think about those that makes them more transferable. So whichever one you want. Let's do both. Okay. <laughs> Great. I may have forgot to tell you that I'm like this light. I just laser right in. No, on the I think it's great. <laughs> okay. Great. So I want to just 
uh, share a little bit more about those, the idea of transferable skills and just a super brief story. I've been a coach for 16 years, five years ago, seven years ago now, um, I got this wild idea to produce and direct a theater performance. It was kind of like a divine inspiration. I was like, what? I've never done anything like that before. Come to find out, coaching skills are very transferable to um, creating a theater performance. So who knew? So think about that. Like, it's not the, you know, what did you learn? It's, it's more about how can you connect to other people? How can you connect to the work with the tools and the skills that you have? Yeah, I like that practical application of like things from your experience, yeah. which oftentimes people don't connect. Yeah. yeah, they they don't. They just and I have one of those weird brains. Like I think outside the box and connect the nine dots and all that good stuff. But um, the other thing is, you know, when we. I'm such a huge, huge advocate for inclusion, which is really way beyond diversity, way beyond equity. But like, how do we, how do we feel a sense of belonging at work? And it really has to start, I think, inside, like, how do I belong to myself? And then who can I be in the world that helps other people shine? And so when we talk about inclusion, that's really kind of the lens that we look through. And we typically will help folks on their journey to being more inclusive by teaching about emotional intelligence. In fact, I've got a couple of workshops coming up the third week of September. You can find me on LinkedIn if you want to know more about those. Awesome. So again, we'll put that information in the show notes so that folks can go check it out and then potentially sign up and just get all the info that they need to be able to like, I think, again, affect the positive change that we want to yeah. see. happen. Well, we need that so. now more than ever. Right. So. <laughs> Absolutely. So thanks again, Johanna. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, the program. My pleasure, Mike. It's great to be here. Thanks. The San Diego Code School is a proud sponsor of the Snackwalls podcast. The San Diego Code School is leading companies to tech equity. The tech-enabled apprenticeship program is a venture whose heart is to do a lot of social good and do good work. You can help San Diego Code School secure funding for change by hiring developers, bringing a team in to relieve your backlog, or becoming a program sponsor. You can visit us on the web for more information at http colon forward slash forward slash 